Welcome to the first ever Gritty Genius episode. I'm pretty excited. This has been an idea that's been floating around uh, within me for a long time. And so I'm really excited to offer the first episode and and share a little bit about my story, my personal uh, grit story. Uh, my name is Dr. Gloria Petrozelli. I'm a licensed clinical and sports psychologist and the host of The Gritty Genius. Um, and so why the name Gritty Genius? And it actually puts to words what I've felt about my life and what I observe about other people's lives that are successful. And so grit is this characteristic um, of passion and perseverance. So that's defined by Angela Duckworth, the, the author of the book Grit. Um, and so this got a lot of buzz, you know, it has been getting a lot of buzz in the last couple of years, but basically grit is just a trait that keeps you persisting towards your goals and the things that you want. And what research has found is that, um, Grit actually trumps talent and intelligence in a in a sense. Um, it's like that quote, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And so the idea is that through grit and through persistence and being passionate about what you're dedicating yourself to ultimately leads to ex- excellence and success. Um, and so I can personally see this in my life where I've been through a lot of gritty situations or adversities. So I, I like to frame it as adversities, challenges, you know, the stuff that beats us down in life where we feel like we can't get back up. That is the grit because we that is a moment where grit has an opportunity to shape within us because then what do we do afterwards? Do we keep pushing on? Do we carry on and continue to dedicate ourselves when the outcomes and the awards and the and and it doesn't look like it's getting anywhere? Do we still keep going? And I feel like that's um that's something that can be developed. That's something we can control. Whereas sometimes being born with a high IQ or with certain resources or into a certain kind of uh, economic situations in some way uh, sets us up in a way where it's like, well, you know, I don't have any control over that. That's just uh, kind of the circumstance I was born in when actually I think grit says, yes, you can. You know, and that's why I think it's important for me to share my personal grit story. Um, And the genius piece is I absolutely believe that adversities, the grit, our individual stories and what we've gone through reveal our personal genius. So I know we define, you know, in our society, genius as intelligence and becoming like physicists and, you know, scientists and engineers. Sure, that's that's a certain aspect of geniusness. But I absolutely believe we all have our personal genius because we're all orchestrating our lives differently. And I believe grit in the moment of challenges, and it doesn't have to be some major huge challenges. A lot of our challenges are very personal and internal, but I think these are the opportunities in which we reveal our personal genius. We, we, we delve into a deeper level of understanding and knowing what we're capable of, and then we apply that in our life in the next step in that next journey. So I absolutely believe that's um, the gritty genius piece of it. So 
I hope you're on board with that idea. If you have any questions or if it's still not clear, please shoot them back to me. I would love to hear uh, what your thoughts about it. And hopefully throughout the show, um, I got some people I want to I want to interview and want them to share their their gritty genius stories and reflect on maybe how the adversities in their life have revealed a newer level of understanding and awareness and geniuses within themselves and how they went forward and applied it in their life after or during they've gotten when they were going through those challenges. So without further ado, I'm going to share my personal grit story. Um, And this is just a part of it. So I want you to imagine a young little brown girl. She's the youngest of three girls in her family and grew up pretty poor and limited means, um, raised on welfare. Her mother is a single parent who worked in a factory full time and still did to most recently. Um, No one in, in her family ever been to college um this little girl her father died when she was 14 and never got to attend his funeral she heard he was a troubled man with lots of potential this little girl struggled many times to find her way she was ambitious and energetic often called hyper curious to try new things got into mischief that's saying it lightly trouble accidents um And most of her young life, she was told, sit still, shut up, you're too hyper, why can't you just behave, what's wrong with you? Um, And she tried to channel this into every sport unmanageable. Um, She tried softball, basketball, volleyball, gymnastics, swimming, track and field, cheerleading, but it was soccer that she fell in love with. It was soccer where it finally made her feel like she had a place to belong and that she could put all her feelings and all everything going on in life on the field um, and not aware of it at that time. And so despite soccer, this little girl would grow up hearing messages from other adults that she would never amount to anything, that she was just not as bright or well off. Um, She was often told that people from her background and her family background and would never make it very far. Like she was just destined to be pretty much a teenage mother on welfare um, and that she was just too much. Uh, she got into too much trouble or hung out with the wrong crowd, was ostracized in school. Uh, but she really tried hard to fit in, tried hard to be what other people wanted her to be. But despite this, still felt like she was labeled and and characterized as just, just bad. Uh, other people felt sorry for her, except her mom. So despite Despite this, her mother was hardworking and um, not really knowing what the future would hold for this little girl. She just told her to kept kept dreaming, kept kept playing soccer, keep keep focused. Um, and her mom held her accountable a lot of the times, not because it was something intentional. It was unintentional because her mom wasn't around, and so she had to teach her responsibility at really like a young age sometimes. Um, and so she kept playing soccer, and it was through soccer where she was exposed to different lives of her teammates. The little girl started dreaming about what that life would be like. She actually got different snapshots of other people's resources and what they had and how they went about their lives, and not as a criticism on her own family, but she wanted more. And she kept dreaming about, you know, the different kind of life she wanted to create, Um and in high school realized that college was the ticket to do that. It was the ticket out of limitation, out of lack, out of struggle. 
And um, I want to say as luck would have it, but um, as perseverance and persistence and grit, because, you know, even though she didn't know how to get to college, she ended up making her way to Eastern Michigan University. It was good for her. But I think reflecting back, it's still like, how did that happen where no one in her family went to college? No one really helped her understand or knew what those forms of filling those things were like, filling out the FAFSA form and taking the ACTs or SATs and transcripts. But she managed it. And um, it was at Eastern Michigan University where she would grow and uh, and still struggled, had many ups and downs. Um, with the helps of friends and mentors and role models, she found her way. Um, you know, after graduation, and uh, you know, she founded a Latina sorority on campus and created different opportunities in which you know soccer wasn't as big of as um, a space in her life, but other things took the space that helped her grow and develop. Um, and it was persistence. And even throughout college, there were many people that told her, namely professors in the department that told her, you'll never get into a doctorate program. And I specifically remember, you know, this. now she's not a little girl, but it's obviously my, people often told her like when she was in college, and again, it's, I think sometimes it's easier to talk about it, talk about myself at a distance a little bit so I can do a little bit of a life review so I can actually sit with wow I went through all of this so that's kind of why I frame it that way but um, people often told her in college like she wouldn't she's crazy she's yeah I remember used to say like I wanted to take Dr. Phil's job (laughs) I wanted to meet Oprah basically and I wanted to be Dr. Phil and people thought it was crazy even when I said, well, I just want to go to a doctor program. And even professors told me that. But I remember there was one, um, she was a new professor one year and her name was Dr. Bird and she was from the University of Reno, Nevada. And she was a female professor. She was young. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to meet with her. I want to know how did she get to where she was at. And she sat down with me and she gave me a paper, a piece of paper that I still have to this day. And it said, one, keep your GPA above a 3.5. Two, f- make sure your psychology GPA is, is really high. Keep that high. Get Do really well in all your psych courses. Three, get research experience. And four, um, study for the GRE. And I had a plan. At that moment, it was like, okay, if this is what I got to do to get on the path of where, how you got to where you're at, all right, I can do that as an athlete, um, as a person, as long as I had a plan, I'm like, okay, I can do that. I'm willing to put in the work. And again, another demonstration of grit. If if this is the plan and it's going to get me where you're at, and maybe that's being a little naive or not knowing what to expect, but it really worked to my advantage. Fast forward almost 20 years now, um, this little girl, which is obviously myself and not a little girl anymore, but a doctor of clinical psychology with a specialization in sports psychology. You know, I currently work in an athletics department, so every day I meet with student athletes from every single varsity sport um, where at Sac State, where I'm at, um, and I'm in a really unique position because, you know, again, this is the grit speaking, but, you know, I pretty much created this position at Sac State, proposed it, um, now coordinate the program, and uh, it's just now 
starting to develop where athletic departments are putting psychologists in in division one programs um, to support their student athletes mental health and wellness but um, how does that happen you know if you imagine that little young girl who grew up pretty poor single parent youngest of three absolutely absolutely you know we lived in a lot of rented home never owned my mom rented her own home for a brief time when I was in high school or junior high and then she lost it so like if anything like I was set up not to be able to get this far you know but if I reflect back on my own grit story where I've I've been across the country I've lived in D.C. Florida, Kansas, California, and I was chosen as a research fellow at the National Institutes of Health. I worked with the Clinical Brain Disorders Branch um, with the greatest research minds in in the world and brain disorders. Granted, that wasn't my jam. I didn't continue the research route, but how does that happen? And I honestly believe it was just that I was willing, if that's what I have to do, all right, I'm taking that next step. Even though it may be hard, what do I have to lose? I know what life was like to go back to, but it's but it's like, man, in some ways, like I didn't have a full bank account. I Actually, I had the opposite. I had a shitload of student loans, excuse the language. You know, and throughout that, I've I've worked in medical centers, universities all over the country, had amazing mentors and supervisors that actually that is also what contributes to the grit and the geniusness the people that believe in you, that are willing to help you and support you and shape you and see you through that pro- that process, like being a diamond in the rough, like that's in the process of you being shaped, but there's still all those rough edges, Right. I've been published in scientific journals and magazines, triathlete magazines, runners world. I've worked with elite professional athletes all over the country and the world. I, 2015, I was chosen as Sacramento Business Journal 40 under 40. It's pretty insane to think about where I've come from and how I got here in my life. Now, I mean, I have, and this is my personal grit story. It's not a story to just pump myself up and talk about all my accolades because I really think those accolades and those moments are manifestations of a, of a, of a really long journey. Actually, they're, sim- they're symbolic. When you see a degree on my wall or you see an award, it's a very, there's a story behind it. And I think that story is more important than just getting awards and publishing articles to pump up your ego. It's not about that at all. You know, um, and I think it's important because, you know, I started this story like speaking about this little girl and it, it's easier to frame it like that because it's really insane still to wrap my mind around um, because I'm absolutely so grateful for that. Um, not grateful while I was going through it, the loss, the grief, the disadvantage the uh, being ostracized or bullied or picked on or um, moments where I just had no self-esteem and I was getting in trouble like it's pretty insane to say that I kept going and that those things could have knocked me on any other path but didn't and when all of it was going on and my younger self just it was just more of a wanting more from my family knowing that there's more out there 
from my life. And I never, I would never imagine that this is what it was. If someone gave me a crystal ball and said, this is where you're going to be. So I graduated high school in 1998, right? 1998. And now it's 2018. So if someone would have told me in 2018, this is going to be your life, I would have said, bullshit. No way. How would that happen? I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if I'm good enough or worthy enough. But here I am. And it's through those moments, those gritty moments, those painful moments that showed me, you know what? There is more. There's a purpose to this. There's absolutely a purpose behind every pain, every bit of love that you feel like you give out and you don't get back, every piece of hard work. I absolutely have believed that what you give out, you get back. And you get back in personal genius to apply in your life, to give, to support, to guide. Um, and and it doesn't end. You know, now at this point in my life, there's it just looks different. But the adversities are, are still there. Or there's dream busters or people telling you can't do it. Or why do you want to change? Life is good. Stay mediocre. Um, and it, it's just... I can't let that part of myself go. I have to keep challenging. And I think that's also why um, being competitive in sports is something that I've done um, and continue to do. I was doing it in triathlon. And after having a baby, I'm still sorting out what that's going to look like for me. Um, But moreover, the reason why I share this story um, and just a snapshot, I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg of, of I feel like what my personal grit story is about um, is because of you. It's an offering. It's an offering who's anyone who's willing to take the 20 or 30 minutes to listen to this first episode of a podcast. That's pretty rough. <laughs> um, but it's to offer it to you because if you're wondering or out there questioning, what's the reason Why am I going through this loss, this grief, this pain? Why do I feel so worthless about myself? Keep going. Find that thing that you're still passionate and dedicated, even if it's just the belief that life has got to be better than this. I absolutely believe that it's that my life is a reflection, that grit. And if you keep going, there will be something deeper revealed within you. Joseph Campbell, my fav- one of my favorite all-time quotes says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. So keep entering the cave when you doubt and you question and you wonder. Because I know with the pain, the discouragement, the disappointment, the abandonment, the fear, the worthlessness, the hopelessness, the lack, the limitation, the anxiety, I've been there, done that. And I absolutely be- believe that's why I continue to do the work that I do in the field. Sure, I'm a psychologist, but I really think it's to offer up and work with young people and let them know, like, if you can see me today, there's a reason to all of that. It will make sense one day. And maybe it doesn't today, but it will. And I also believe that's also your wild card. In the moment when you're questioning whether you have it, have what it takes to do that interview, to enter that relationship, to you know, do that new position or apply for that new position or enter that race or whatever it is, you got to remember those moments of grit, those moments of pain that showed you I'm stronger than this. Like that's my wild card. You don't know what I could get through. 
if you knew my story, you would never question my ability, right? And so that's my personal grit story, along with some ramblings. Um, And so, you know, if you ever doubted or questioned or needed affirmation, this is it. Develop the grit, reveal your personal genius, grab onto the knowledge that your life is providing you the wisdom and apply it and then give it away. And keep doing that over and over and over because there is a reason. Thank you for listening up until this far. Um, I appreciate you taking time. I do not um, take people's time for granted. It's, It's very valuable to myself. And so I offer that up to you. And I thank you for listening. Any comments, questions, um, feel free to find me on social media, you know, Gritty Genius at Instagram. Um, I will have a website going up soon where I will upload all these episodes. And again, thank you. I appreciate you and I love you. Um, And uh, namaste. Peace.